On today's episode of Locked on Sharks, should the Sharks add a big piece in the trade market by going big trade hunting for some of the top names that could potentially be available? You're Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to make, thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, proudly a part of the Locked on Network, where we cover your team every day. And if you're watching on YouTube, we have brand new beautiful graphics um so really fun episode i was super excited i uh, got the email with the graphics i had to just record the episode right away because i wanted to kind of see you know potentially just see what it's like so um today we're gonna be talking about some trades that are no way in any shape going to happen for the sharks because um, i don't think it's part of their plan but maybe right maybe if the sharks want to really get their rebuild or kind of fast track their rebuild. These are players that I think could be pieces to the next winning Sharks team. So before we start discussing some of these guys, um, do you want to know today's episode is brought to you guys by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NHL. When you enter promo code LockedOnNHL, you can, uh, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. All right, so um, these guys are, are some of the top names on out that are potentially available in on the market right now. So focusing focusing on teams who are very much in question, um, the Winnipeg Jets, the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going to be talking about uh, a player from the Ottawa Sens, and then of course uh, our, our our friends, the Desert Dogs, who are always feels like something is going on there. So, um, going to start uh, with with one Pierre Luc Dubois, who from the Jets, and the, the kind of the idea behind this, right, is the Sharks need goal scorers, and the guys I picked are all kind of goal scorers here, and. What they would have to give up, um, you're looking at the devil's pick, you're probably looking at the second round pick, like you're, you're going to have to give up major assets for these players, but these are all players who could be, again, part of the next winning Sharks teams because they're all young enough and they're talented enough to where they can contribute now and help kind of get the... Get, get get things back on track for the Sharks if Mike Greer wanted to be aggressive about it. Again, I don't think the Sharks are going to do any of these trades or be even in the name conversation of any of these trades. Um, but again, it's Friday. It's the offseason. And it's fun to talk about trades. So uh, we are going to start, like I said, with one Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, last, he's an RFA, so the Sharks could, would have to give him a new contract um, if they traded for his rights. 73 games last year, had 27 goals, 36 assists, 205 shots on goal, played an average 1827 uh, time on ice. His Corsi 4 was 51.97, goals for 57.65. Um, looking at his fancy stats, 
first line forward. Um, he's only 24 or just turned 25. Um, like Pierre Luc Dubois is, you know, uh, sorry, he will be turning 25 at the end of June. So still just entering his prime right now. Um, 83 percentile player, 81st percentile offense, 43 percentile uh, defensively. Does a amazing job at drawing penalties. Um, takes maybe a little bit more penalties than you would like, but does a great job at drawing penalties. Um, you know, provides offense that the Sharks just do not have, especially after trading away uh, Timo Meyer. So, why would this make sense for the Sharks again? Pierre, we know right now the the Winnipeg Jets. It feels like it is blow it up mode for them, right? There's talk of trading Hellebuck. Um, Shifley's on the table. Pierre Luc Dubois. It feels like this core is kind of maybe run its its course, and they could be looking to kind of start over and try to acquire as many assets as possible. Pierre Luc Dubois. I know the Sharks again kind of in the infancy stages of, of the rebuild. But adding a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois is a – this is kind of gets it going a little bit more. And, again, he's just, he's going to be turning 25. So um, I think the big question is what type of contract would you be giving him? So Evolving Hockey, um, their projected contract for Pierre-Luc Dubois – is a five year at $6.462 million. So that would basically bring him to his age 30 uh, season. If you, they're projected, if you want to just lock him up for eight years, that would be an eight year um, contract at $7.916 million. So expensive, but I think Pierre Luc Dubois is a type of player that is worth that type of money. Um, you know, the past few seasons, so had 27 goals this year, um, had 28 goals last year for Winnipeg. Uh, tough season in the 2021 year, got traded, of course, from uh, Columbus to uh, Winnipeg. He only had nine goals that season. Um, in his previous seasons with Columbus, he had 18, 27, and he had 20 goals as a rookie, as a 19-year-old rookie. Um, Pierre-Luc Dubois, he can shoot the puck. And the Sharks, especially after Timo Meyer's trade, do not have guys who can just shoot the puck like Pierre-Luc Dubois. So um, that contract, while it sounds a little pricey, if you move Kevin LeBanc out, if you trade Kevin LeBanc, you'll get whatever you want. And basically you're upgrading Kevin LeBanc um, for about – Two million dollars type of situation. So especially if you if you can get him in that five year uh, deal, you kind of your money is going to start to clear up here in a couple seasons. And Pierre Luc Dubois could be a an asset for the Sharks, um, especially get playing with a guy like William Eklund, playing on a top line like Hurdle uh, with Hurdle. You uh, you you feel like he could help this team this year. And going forward, um, as or if you want to put Pierre Luc Dubois on your first line, William Eklund's on your second line as he continues to grow. Um, feels like Pierre Luc Dubois could step into the Sharks and be an asset now, not only now but in the future, and cost way less than a guy like Timo Meyer type of situation. Um, 
his upside. Maybe he's a, a 35 goal scorer uh, eventually in his like kind of career season. I don't know if he could be a, a 40 goal scorer like Timo Meyer was this season. But um, again, he, he's going to be 25, and you would be getting him basically. If you sign him for five years, you'd be getting until his age 33 season when he's starting to decline. And your team's going to look way, way different by there by then anyway. So um, Pierre-Luc Dubois is, is kind of the first guy I would be very, very interested in. Again, if you are trying, uh, trying to re kind of kick off the, this, uh, this new Sharks team uh, right away. So before we look at... A cat and a dog, or a yote, desert dog. Um, do want to take a quick break uh, and talk to you guys about our new friends over at Bird Dogs. Uh, Bird Dogs sent me a couple pairs of shorts, and they are some of the most comfortable shorts I have ever worn. Um, they're soft, they're stretchy, um, and the great thing about it is that the versatility, right? If you're like me, uh, you're perfect weekend shorts. If you're like me, you're, you're soccer practice in the morning. You're out there kicking the ball with your kid. You know, you're cheering on your kid. Then you're, you know, of course, after that, you got to run to Target. You got to run to Lowe's. You got to run to Costco. You got to run to do all that stuff. And then maybe you're grilling in the backyard uh, or maybe you're going out to, uh, you know, going out to eat with the family or maybe you're going out to, uh, you know, your local brewery, um, all that stuff. Bird dogs. They fit any style. Like you can wear them to anything, and they you're going to feel comfortable and fit in just right with them. So um, they're going to make it super easy for you guys right now. Um, go check them out. Use at uh, uh, birddogs.com/slash locked on NHL. Use the code locked on NHL, and they're going to throw in a free tumbler with every purchase. So again, check out uh, Bird Dogs or at birddogs.com. Use that promo code locked on NHL and get yourself a free tumbler with your purchase. All right. Um, again, if you watch on YouTube, I gotta say I like the new graphics. So um, they look nice. I think they look really nice. So next guy on my list. So again, these these guys are gonna be expensive to acquire, um, but they're also very very good. So and that next guy is Alex Debrinkit. Um so Alex Debrinkit also an RFA um played this season was traded last offseason at the uh, right before the draft um traded from uh the Chicago Blackhawks to the Ottawa Senators uh this year he played 82 games had 27 goals 39 assists 263 shots on goal averaged 19 minutes on uh, uh time on ice Corsi 4, 50.4, goals 4 of 42%. And I know what you're thinking, right? Like, why? We'll, we'll get into the why it makes sense. And why would the sense trade him? And it, it seems like Debrinket maybe didn't have the best season in Ottawa and has kind of already said, I don't think I'm going to re want to resign with you guys. So that is what kind of makes him available. If you look at his season last year, um, like I said, he I don't think he had the best time in Ottawa. Um 40th percentile playing kind of first line minutes, 40th percentile, uh, 53 percentile offense, nine percentile defense did help their power play. Um, good job at drawing penalties. Good job at taking uh, and not taking penalties. Um, but like the numbers aren't really what you would expect for someone like Alex to bring it. 
if you go back a season before when he played for the Chicago Blackhawks on a very terrible team, much better numbers. 97th percentile, um, 92 percentile offense, 90th percentile defense. Um, this just might be one of those things where, you know, it's it's really fun for us to talk about uh, talk about guys, you know, just adding adding guys and as best, much as you can. But he may just not be a fit. Uh, uh, they were in Ottawa, especially because they kind of have a lot of mouths to feed, right? Um, you know, you have Suchel, you have uh, Kachuk, you've got Josh Norris coming back healthy. Like, you, they have a lot of mouths to feed, and maybe it just wasn't a good fit for him. So, um, you come to San Jose, you have no mouths to feed because the Sharks, again, just lack goal scoring talent. Um, to bring it young. Just turn uh, so he's 25. He'll be 26 middle of the season. Um, previously, again, this guy has basically been an absolute goal scorer since he entered the league as a rookie. 28 goals as a 20 year old. Uh, then he followed that up with 41 goals, had a little bit of a down season with 18 um, and 70 games. Uh, and then the bubble year had 32 goals in 52 games, um, then 41 goals in 82 games, and then 27 this year with, with Ottawa and a new season and a new, uh, new team. Alex Debrinkit, he's small. He scores a ton of goals. Um, he already has 187 goals in 450 career NHL games. The dude just puts up points. Um, 373 points in 450 games. Like he, he is a one-man wrecking crew when it comes to scoring. And uh, right-handed shot, you put Eklund on one side, you put Hurdle down the middle, you put Dabrinkit on the other side, and you just go type of situation. Just go. You you guys have fun. Um, to break it though is going to cost. You're going to, have to give him a new contract, right? Um, and he is projected to be the most expensive contract by Evolving Hockey. Um, a eight. So if you trade for him, you can still give him uh, an eight year deal. Eight years at nine, a little over nine million dollars. Um, but again, he has proven it time and time and time again. It's already, like I said, a multi multi 40 goal scorer in his career um a low year from him was 18 and that was the like i said that was the co the the season where uh everything was shut down by covid he's he's a walking 30 goal scorer he enters a shark scene he's gonna score 30 goals like that you can just expect him to score 30 goals um for the next five, six, seven, maybe the rest of his career, he is a 30 goal scorer with potential, potential of like, you could see to break it one day being in the mix for the rocket Richard for the most goal scorer. Like that is what he does. And a guy like William Eklund slinging passes to bring it, <laughs> sign me up for that. So, um, and next guy. So this one, um, not as, as, shiny i guess as, as a uh as some of the other guys on the list but um again i think would be a, a huge addition to the sharks going forward so um that is one nick schmaltz so um he oops 
working on this here. All right. So Nick Schmaltz um, has three years left on his contract at 5.85 million. So definitely the kind of the cheapest of the guys available last season for the coyotes uh, played 63 games to 22 goals, six 36 assists, 132 shots on goal. So that, Pretty solid right there. Uh, 22 goals, 132 shots. 1943 towers, time on ice, 49-82. Um, Corsi 4, goals 4, 53.61. Uh, we know the counties are a hot mess, um, especially with you guys know, right? They, they may not – We they're going to be playing in, in front of a college, on a college arena again. We don't know where they're going to be the next two years, three years. Like the, this team is, there's a lot going on with this team. And Schmoltz doesn't feel, I don't think he's very happy uh, with his, with the current situation uh, of the team. And I can very much understand that, right? Of just not knowing where you're going to be um, next year, the year after that, all that fun stuff. So offensively, uh, or he is, you know, first line forward, 77th percentile, um, 81st percentile offense, 30th percentile defense, um, you know, and his defense is, it's fine. Right. He, again, and it's not like, I mean, not that the Sharks have a lot of room to talk, but it's not like the, the Coyotes are just loaded with talent right now. Um, him and Clayton Keller were their two best forwards for, for the last season. So with him, I think he is, the cheapest option to try to acquire. Um, you probably don't have to give up as much assets. Maybe it's a couple of picks. Maybe it's the Coyotes first, or maybe it's the, uh, the devil's first and your second round pick. Um, and then you're adding Nick Schmoltz. Um, he is a tiny, tiny bit older. Again, he is uh, just turned 27, um, but you would have him for that through his age 30 season. And then you can kind of, figure things out from there, especially as the Sharks cap is clearing up uh, and you hope that you know, by then the cap uh, has gone up a little bit. So the past couple seasons for Schmoltz has really kind of seen him. Um, his offense has been steady. I mean, he's basically been a 60 point player. Uh, he played 63 games this year, 63 games last year. So he has dealt with a little bit of injuries. Um, 22 goals, 36 assists this year, 23 goals, 36 uh, assists last year for so 58 and 59 points. You're basically getting a 60 point player walking in the door um, for the next few seasons. So and if you get some more shooting talent around him or maybe better playmakers around him, <coughs> William Eklund, um, you could see maybe see those numbers be closer to a 30 goal type of season for, for him. So um, not as dynamic, of course, as the other guys, but I think just bit of an underrated guy uh, who could be an addition for the Sharks going forward for the next couple seasons. So, um, like I said, the cheapest, I think the cheapest option, and he's already paid for the next three years. And if things don't work out or, you know, he's not a fit, again, you can kind of trade him again, do whatever you need to do type of situation. Um, I do believe he does have a, a no, like a 10 team, no trade clause that kicks in at, at this off season. Uh, but again, that still leaves you with 20 plus teams that you could trade to him. And we see guys will trade, waive their no trade clause, of course, to, uh, you know, go try to go to a better situation. So um, before we talk about one of the big guns out there, one of the, the core four guys who, again, we know, the Leafs, things are is going to be a wacky, wacky offseason um, in Toronto. And it looks like the core four is going to be breaking up. And I want a piece of that core four. So uh, before we talk about that, um, do need to take a quick break and talk to you guys about our good friends over at 
FanDuel. Um, we know right now NBA playoffs. We're getting ready to have the the finals. Um, and if you want to make a fast break to uh, in, to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs, because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. It's one thousand dollars back and bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Um, they have great promotions all the time. Um, safe and secure app. You get paid instantly, right? You don't have to wait for that. Um, they also they I like the like uh, player ones where it's like you know points and rebounds and assists like and uh, you have to hit a certain number um those ones are fun because you just like rooting for like stars to do fun things and like Djokovic um yeah that dude can fill the stat sheet so i would go there or maybe uh once the heat finish off hopefully by the time you're listening to this uh finish off the Celtics um you can you know bet on on Jimmy Butler doing Jimmy Butler things so no better place to, uh, to bet on the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. Again, we know things are going to be crazy in Toronto. Um, it feels like the end of the core four. We know Austin Matthews is going to – who knows if he's going to resign. I, I'm not swinging for Austin Matthews because um, that's going to cost, like, everything to get Austin Matthews. Um, do we, I know he's born in San Jose. We know his, his love of Patrick Marlowe. Uh, maybe Patrick Marlowe, that's his consulting job is to try to sign uh, – try to get uh, Austin Matthews to come. But, no, um, that's not the one I'm going after. So, I – I'm actually going to try to acquire one William Nylander. Uh, again, you're going to have to pay out the nose for this. So if it's multiple picks, multiple first-round picks, prospects, whatever it is, I don't know. Because I mean, maybe it's a, a maybe it's Eric Carlson. Maybe who knows, right? Um, would be a, a, an insane, massive trade. What if it's Carlson for Nylander? And I don't know. Who knows, right? But William Nylander has one year left on his uh, $6.962 million contract. Um, then he would be a UFA after that. Um, so you would basically, I mean, you could basically get him in the building. And then if you want to offer him a, a you know contract, basically from the moment he gets here, you could do that where you can kind of play out the season and go from there um, type of situation. But 82 games this year, 40 goals, 47 assists, 293 shots on goal. Uh, 1833 average time on ice, Corsi for 52.54, um, and then uh, goals for 59.81. Um, the man is offense, um, just offense, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful offense. So, first line minutes, of course, um, 90th percentile player, 95th percentile offensively, 16th percentile defense. Who cares? Uh, defense is for nerds, and especially with a guy like William Nylander. Um, you want him to just score and you score as often as you can. Um, <laughs> that that is why you acquire one William Nylander. So, um, the past 
past couple seasons for Nylander. Um, again, he this is this easily was his best year. Um, 82 games, like his 87 points was over a point per game. Last year, 81 games had 80 points for 34 goals. Um, the the bubble season had 42 points and 51. Like he is basically, you know, uh, the past couple seasons has flirted with being a point per game player. And this year he did it. Um he would be a, a massive, massive add to the Sharks. Um, who knows if he'd want to come, all that fun stuff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But if you wanted to get one of the best players in the NHL in Teal, um, William Nylander would do that, is, would be that for you, right? Um, no idea what they'd have to give up. It would be a lot of stuff everything type of situation um but you see adding a great play adding elite players what they can do to your team um look at the panthers they traded for uh kachuk now they're in the they're playing for the stanley cup i'm not saying adding nylander is going to uh make the sharks a a cup contender but he is a an elite piece you're going to be adding an elite piece at number four hopefully um who's going to be at you know playing in a couple years if you can sign elander to a long-term extension um i think he's still young enough to where you're going to see the bulk amount of of, of fun you know of, of, you're going to see a bulk amount of Nylander's good year you know best years while he's under contract for you um still so again I don't expect the Sharks to be even mentioned with any of these players, but it's just fun to talk about. If I had to pick one, um, Alex to break it, uh, just the dude just absolutely snipes. And that is something the Sharks just don't have right now. Uh, again, it's going to cost you a lot. And you're going to have to give a lot of massive, massive contract for him. Um, and, you know, you're trading Carl, whatever you're trading, if you're trading Carlson or, there you go. Just Carlson for uh, Carlson for Debrinket. Uh, the trade is one for one. <laughs> no, that's not happening. But um, you know, if you trade, if you get Debrinket, um, get him in the building and just let him kind of go to town. Again, he's young. He's twenty five. Like you're, you're going to have, you're gonna. He's going to be a potential fifty goal scorer for you. Like, yeah, that that sounds like a lot of fun. And and if you get or Carlson, or Michkov, or whoever, and Eklund, sign me up for that. So um, anyway, a lot of fun, hypothetical stuff. Um, again, I can't stress this enough. Um, no way. I, I would be shocked if the Sharks were even like mentioned as a potential candidate for any of these. Um, but hey, you know. It's fun to dream. So um, be back next week. Um, so we're going to have a couple more draft profiles for you guys. Um, probably not as much of a theme week. Um, I'm gonna definitely going to talk about uh, if the Sharks gave up on Aiden Hill too early. That's going to be Monday's episode uh, for Memorial. We'll still have an episode up for Memorial Day. Um, we got, like I said, more draft profiles. I'm going to be doing some goalie talk, looking at some guys in the goalies. Um, maybe we'll start looking at some of the potential realistic free agents so plenty of, of good stuff coming up here at locked on sharks uh so if you want to be an everyday or just come back on monday new episode will be in your feed uh so you can follow or subscribe wherever you get podcasts you can watch this on youtube again nice shiny new teal graphics uh 
debuting right now. Um, you follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Locked On Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at My Fry Hole. And until Monday, <clears throat> bye, friends.